Welcome to Elaine's Kitchen Table, where we talk about the business of real life. If you're a working mom or a mompreneur, this is where you want to be. This is where we share tips right off Elaine's Kitchen Table about business and parenting. Being a mom of three and wearing multiple hats, from CEO of the award-winning company Easy Daisies Limited to speaker and educator, Elaine knows how valuable your time is, so this podcast is going to be short and sweet. Whether you're tuning in while driving to a meeting, washing dishes, or sitting in the school parking lot waiting to pick up the kids, you're going to learn the tips and secrets of successful and incredible people. Elaine wants you to be inspired, challenged, and motivated to be that successful person you're capable of being and that person you want your kids to grow up to be. This is Real Talk for Real Life. Hi, welcome to Elaine's Kitchen Table. I'm so honored to have you here with us today where we talk about the business of real life. And those are the lessons we learn right here from our kitchen table about business, about parenting, and about survival as an entrepreneur. I'm very excited and very honored to have our guest with us today. She is a mom of two with multiple businesses, and I cannot wait to introduce her. Our guest today is a self-described pelvic floor geek. Yes, I said pelvic floor geek. She is known as the fitness doula, and she helps women prepare their body for birth and optimize their postpartum recovery so that they are less likely to experience the issues many women think are normal after having a baby. I wish I had met her several years ago. She is the author of Prepare to Push. She is also the owner of Pelvine Wellness and the co-founder of Bellies Inc. She is also the founder of a pelvic health event called Kegels and Cocktails with events across Canada. This all while being a mom of two busy boys. I'm very honored to introduce my friend and uh, a person I'm just very honored to know, Kim Vopney. Kim, welcome to our show today. Thank you very much. I really appreciate you having me. And I, I love what you do. Like, who else goes and says they're a public floor geek? How'd you come <laughs> up with that? <laughs> Uh, I don't know. I just, I suddenly through my own births became obsessed with pelvic floor knowing that not really anybody else was talking about it and many of my friends were suffering. So I somehow wound up in this crazy world of pelvic health and, um, and yes, I am a geek. I read, uh, I, I research, I talk about anything to do with the pelvic floor. So it's a, it's a, maybe a strange passion to some, but it's, it's my passion and I love it. And that, that is incredible. That's awesome. I have to jump right in and say that you know you're you're very successful. You own multiple businesses, and as a business owner, many people think that it's just easy to get to where you are today. And I would love for you to just bring us to that reality check of of how challenging and hard it can be to be an entrepreneur, because often our our listeners think. Um, as many women in business do, that they're alone in what they do and and that they're, they're the only one who's going through that struggle. So I, I would love and be honored if you could share with us one of those experiences, it could be your worst experience that you ever had in your journey and what you discovered from that. Sure. So one um, story that stands out in my mind was about a year and a bit ago and in my business belly zinc there's myself and two founders and um, two other founders sorry and we delved into the world of manufacturing so I was learning the ropes of supply chain management and managing 
manufacturing and everything that goes along with that. And we were getting ready to launch our product and we had everything lined up and prepared and we had worked really hard to get there. And one of our suppliers, uh, we had, we needed to order uh, more fabric for this one piece. And one of our suppliers had been supplying us small amounts up to that point. And uh, one day I got an email from them advising that they had made changes in their business and that they would no longer be supplying us with fabric. And I, I, I read the email and I absolutely, my heart sank and I became deflated because this was a critical piece for the launch uh, of our, of our product, of our whole real business. (laughs) And, and I just, I sort of threw my hands up and sat down on the floor and I, I couldn't speak. I, I almost was laughing at one point. I think I cried for a few minutes and I just said, now, now what am I going to do after all this work? What, what do we do next? And, um, all I saw was sort of the end. I thought, okay, well, this is it. It's never going to happen. All this work has been for nothing. And my husband came down and he saw me sitting on the floor in my office and, and I explained what had happened. And he was the one that sort of talked it out with me and, and, helped me realize it wasn't the end and there was things we could do to explore different options. And, um, and in the end, everything worked out. We, we actually are moving away from that supplier, but we did convince them to be able to supply enough to get our, our product launched. So what I learned during that process was what can seem like the end of the world is not always the case and that you really need to have a strong support system there because as an entrepreneur, you are often the only ones. And because that was, I I have two partners in my business, but they um, weren't managing the, the aspect, the operation side of the business. So it was kind of resting on my shoulders at that point. And um, yeah, it was, I needed that support and, and I needed to feel like I hadn't messed everything up (laughs) and that we were still going to be able to get this off the ground. I, I think that's an incredible story of, of learning that, you know, like what you said, that it isn't the end of the world, but it is definitely uh, when I can envision like a, a sinking rock that you're standing on and you just leap from that and jump onto something else. Yeah. And and that is the choice that our, I think our, our children watch us and, and they go, well, it's great when everything's happy and dandy, but it's, it's the biggest lessons is, when they watch how we get up from when we fall yes. or, or when something crumbles around us is that we, we don't stop. We got to keep going because we have that goal. And I think that's such a, a beautiful story that you shared and having what you said, that strong support network around us and, okay. and that it's okay to, to, to share a failure and it's okay to reach out and ask for help. Absolutely. So thank you for that. Thank you. So, Kim, what is it that made you start your business? Like, what brought you to this? Uh, Well, it was sort of um, by accident in some ways, I guess. So there was a a product that I had used in my pregnancy, in my first pregnancy, and I had a great experience with this product, and it was a pelvic health biofeedback device that helps you prepare for birth. And I didn't know anybody else who had used it. I was... Um, I used it, had a great experience. And then a few months after I was talking with other friends and we were all sharing our birth stories. Many of us had given birth around the same time. And 
I had a much different experience and a different story than most of my friends. And they learned what I had done and everyone was saying, well, I wish I'd known about that or I wish this. And, and it was sort of the moment when I said, I got to see what I can do about this. And initially I thought, well, I'll just start selling this product and it'll just be a little extra pocket money. So I hadn't necessarily thought of selling this product as a business. It literally was just going to be a bit of extra pocket money. So really it started um, as a kind of a side little hobby, I guess I would say. And then the real desire um, to turn it into a business came several years later after I had my second child. We had moved away to... Um, to Toronto. We had no family there. My husband was away a lot and I was working in a full-time role with kids in daycare. And I kind of thought, you know, I'd really like to be at home more with my kids rather than seeing them for a couple of hours each day. And it was at that point when I made the decision to try to turn this sort of side little extra pocket money thing into a business. And I decided I would give myself a year to do that. And then a few months later, I was laid off from my corporate job. And all of a sudden, I was sort of immersed in this world of the mom entrepreneur, which I didn't even know existed. And that's how it happened. So it was, had I not been laid off, I don't know if I would have had the courage to quit that job and then go forward. So I consider the fact that I was laid off a blessing, uh, because it really kind of gave me the, the kick to start this. And is that Pelvian Wellness? Is that your first company then? Yes, that was Pelvian Wellness. And then um, it was in, um, I guess, about a year or so after I was laid off and had started to do this um, by myself that I met my two business partners. And that's when we formed Bellies Inc. And it, it's in the same realm of, of pregnancy and postpartum with regards to the abdominal wall and the pelvis as well. Thank you for sharing that. I, I... I think that uh, that is the scariest part is to give up something that's secure, like a a paying job <laughs> where someone is paying you. And I do still miss those some days. <laughs> so, yes, I I fully understand that. There's many times where I want to change the name of my product, which is called Easy Daisies, which is to help children have easier days, to uh, long days, hard nights. But I yeah. no one's going to buy that. <laughs> Not the best marketing name. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> now, when when you were deciding this and, and you were working in a corporate job, being an entrepreneur is very different. So what would you say are the top three must-haves in a person who wants to start up their own business? Um, well, had I had I thought about it at the time before I became an entrepreneur, I would have said, you know, somebody needs to be creative and they need to be versed in a lot of different skills. Um, and those probably would have been the first two that came to my mind. And now what I know being an entrepreneur and, and on the other side, I think determination is one. So you have to be really, you have to be determined. You have to be determined in getting, in having a voice to get your message out, whatever that may be, whether it's a product or a service or a, um, a belief you have to be determined that uh, that you can do it and continue to do it even if the door gets shut in your face a few times and second you need to be resilient so the days when a supplier pulls something or 
Um, I had another day one time where I received a bill from UPS for shipping a product uh, that we needed and the cost was over $3,000 for the shipping and I almost, I couldn't breathe on the phone for a minute when I heard the cost of that. So just mistakes you make along the way, you have to be resilient. They can't let you, they can't stop you. You have to keep going and, and be resourceful and try to uh, find ways to to plow ahead and learn from those. And then the third one is support, which I also mentioned before. As an entrepreneur, you, I mean, many times it's its just me and I have conversations with myself in my head about decision making and I don't have a team of people always to confer with or talk about um, and you do feel alone a lot. So you have to have other people who can be your sounding board, who can pick you up when the days are tough uh, and who can celebrate with you when you, when you have your victories. I, I think he summed it all up so well to, to be having that determination. And, and I mean, that goes side by side with the perseverance of just making sure that you're staying on track and getting it done, no matter what hurdles and, stumbling blocks come before you because that will happen, especially when you're learning. <laughs> and and what you said, being able to bounce back up and, and be resilient and resourceful yeah. because doors will slam in our faces and mistakes will be made that may be painful. And, um, and especially when women in business and, and especially as entrepreneurs, when business and manufacturing is not something we've studied in our education or in our background to, to right. leap into it and and with all those struggles without having any support can be really really challenging so yes I I feel blessed when uh, meeting ladies like you and and being in things like mompreneurs and and it's that's always such a blessing right um I yeah, it's it's crazy, but you know we're not alone, and and you know if you're listening, you're not alone, and and reach out, tell people what you're doing, and tell people your struggles because somebody knows somebody who knows somebody who can help. I think always, and and don't be afraid to to talk about it. I think, and I I, I think that uh, growth comes with sharing, and and. And not to be embarrassed and not to, to feel like it's a struggle because look at how far you've come. Right, exactly. I have to ask you then, your Kim, your eureka moment. What is the best lesson that you've learned in business that you either learned from a mentor or from your own journey that makes you who you are today? Um, a, a coach that we had in Belly Zinc we were uh, we had a few coaching sessions that we would attend and um, and coaching calls and at one point the coach said we were talking about the different products and services that we were going to be offering and uh, and he said you need to make your decisions based on the freedom because you started your business to have an element of freedom in your life. I chose, I wanted to be at home with more with my kids, have flexibility in my schedule, so freedom definitely was important to me. And I hadn't necessarily thought of it that way before. But he said, every time you're thinking of, um, you know, adding something new or creating something in your business or managing your business, you need to ask yourself, will this contribute to your freedom or will it contaminate your freedom? So those words really stuck with me. And 
now I, I think about that in everything that I do. Is this something that is going to grow the business in a way that will contribute to my freedom so that I'm, it's not an extra thing now that I'm tied to my desk for or my computer or my phone? Or is it something that's going to allow more revenue to come in without me having to be at the computer or at the phone or what have you? So um, that has been a real driving force now in, in both businesses uh, and even in my life. I just think about that. Does it contribute to or does it contaminate it? I love that. I think that should be a t-shirt. <laughs> That's a, t-shirt. <laughs> a great saying. I, I think if anybody was to stop listening right now, they just got the, the golden nugget from uh, from for the rest of their day. <laughs> and and actually, like, I, I think I'm going to think that way now too. It's like, is this contributing or contaminating yeah. what my, my main purpose is? And and you're right. When freedom is is that choice of being having more family time, right. more time with your family is is adding that going to to make it better or worse. Thank you for sharing that. Yeah. So then I'm going to lead into your habits of success and and every person does something that helps them be who they are. So I think we would all love to know what, what your habits are, whether it's two habits or three habits that you do to maintain success in your business and in your parenting and your family life. And if you want to narrow it down to business, that's absolutely fine. But what are some of those habits that you do that you could share right now with our listeners? So I have a a rule that I start every day with a lemon water and I end every day with a glass of wine. (laughs) So in the morning, I get up before everybody else, and this helps me on the, both the business and the family side. So I am fortunate to be an early bird. I love the morning. So I get up bright and early, and I have my lemon water, and I answer emails. So I, I get the kind of the urgent customer service response stuff out of the way while the house is quiet, while I can be focused, um, and I enjoy that. I, I treasure that time. And then once the kids are up, then I'm... I'm helping them get out the door for school and making sure our schedules are on track. What do we have on after after school? So I'm with them. And then once they're gone, then I have my time for the rest of the day to carry on the other tasks. So that would be one is the, the morning time that I take to answer emails in silence and get those off of my plate. And the, yeah, the next one would be... Sorry, that, can, can oh, sorry. sorry, what time do you start with? Oh, I'm sorry. I didn't hear you. I, I usually get up around 5 or 5.30 okay. with the birds. <laughs> <laughs> um, and then the other thing that I do, and it will sometimes be after I've answered the emails or once the children are gone and the kids are out the door, then I write down on a sticky note that goes on my laptop or my, my desktop downstairs in my office is the three things that I need to accomplish during the day. So what are the three mandatory things that need to get done and those stay on my list and follow me where I go Um, and the other thing is uh, uh, from a sanity perspective and also making sure that I stay productive in my home life and my business life is to get out in nature and move so I go for uh, a walk or a walk run every morning and do some exercise to keep my sanity and reduce my stress level and obviously practice what I preach because I am a movement professional. So um, I know how important it is and I treasure that time as well. 
Thank you. So if you could give one tip to our listeners and say, if you're tired and just feeling that stress, what's one thing they could do to just help in that area? Go for a walk. Excellent. Love it. <laughs> like, and does, it does it have to be a long walk or can it be like around the block? It could be around the block and usually just getting out the door and the fresh air and move, moving can stimulate creativity. It can reduce your stress levels and then oftentimes people will keep going. So if it's just getting out and going around the block, they'll find that they feel so good that they might go around again. <laughs> I love that. So I'm going to ask one last question here. What would you tell your, your children and or, or your 18-year-old self to do to give them a heads up for their career choice in their life? Um, I, I thought, it, I mean, from a, I guess my kids are younger than my 18-year-old self and the world has changed so much from when I was 18. So I think the messaging would be a little bit different, but um, I want my kids to know that, that you, you can rise up from, you know, things that fall apart in front of you. I want them to know that things change. So you need to constantly be open to, to that change and to be, <clears throat> pardon me, to be adaptable. I want them to know that kindness rules in both business and um, personal lives. I want them to know that there's more to life than the video game or the screen or the business that they see, whatever they see on online and that they always need to keep moving in the sense of moving their body. So it's, it's not okay to sit and watch others live their life while you watch YouTube videos. You have to go and create your own YouTube videos or um, create your own path. And rather than watch the world go by on a screen, you have to go and navigate your own and, uh, and make sure you're living your life. Thank you. Those are all such beautiful wishes and, and words. I, I love that you brought up kindness and that, how you said it, kindness rules in business and in life. Right. And, and you know, and, and I think that's beautiful. I think in, I don't think I've had an interview with someone in business where they brought up kindness. So I think that's really wonderful. So thank you very much, Kim. Thank you. And the other point that you said that I just really loved is to, to help our children to understand to go and create your own life. Don't sit and watch other people, especially like on YouTube, which is the second most searched uh, internet uh, search engine right now. Yeah. <laughs> but, but to go and make that life happen. Yeah, I think that I know in um, this has happened to myself and I know other, um, I mainly know women entrepreneurs, but other entrepreneurs I know struggle with this as well, where especially with all the social media that is, is a part of our business, especially if we're online, if we have online businesses, but um, you can get really bogged down by looking at your competitors or watching what other people are doing and it can deflate you sometimes. And we could spend our whole entire day watching what other people are doing, even though we think we're getting ideas and, oh, that's a great one. I'll try this in my business. But really it, it sort of stalls you. You've got to shut that off and just go and do what you need to do in your own business. You have to do it. That's right. Thank you. Kim, it's been an honor to have you. I know that I've been inspired and I know that our listeners 
definitely have been inspired too. Thank you so much for sharing your, your kind heart and your wisdom with us today. You're very welcome. Thanks very much.